Welcome back to Cracked. That's right, the show is called Cracked. It's not cropped, hopefully it's not crap. Gosh, it might be scrapped. It's not dapped, and it's not crack cocaine. It's called Cracked. Cracked is a podcast on FBI radio that cracks open the creative process. My name is Al. I'm a curator, a musician. I flunked out of psychology at Macquarie Uni, and I babysit my co-host Luke (laughs) over here. I'm Luke. I'm an engineer who appreciates mangroves and the bane of Alistair's existence. Uh, We're here to overanalyze and maybe find a little bit of meaning along the way. We're here to crack open the creative process. That is the mission. The creative process that ties together music across genres and styles between different tastes and techniques and the odd joke to crack each other up. And we're Today's. here on episode nine. Yeah, we made it. Nine episodes. My gosh. Al is kind of already over me, if you can't yeah, tell. I am feeling those nine episodes. <laughs> so in the past couple of weeks, we have, we did a bit of a doubleheader. We yeah. explored the rapper plays guitar and the pop singer goes indie. indie. Yes. Which were pretty eccentric. I thought they were really fun. I think they were a fun... Yeah, I thought they were fantastic episodes, actually. Some of the most... Some of the most cherished time I've spent with you, Al. They're pretty spicy. The text line went off. So if Do you, you want to express your opinions to us, good, bad, the ugly, all of the matter, you can text us on 0409-945-945 and we may dissect your two cents yeah. on the show. Yeah. So Al, do you cher- I was, you interrupted me before. I was going to ask, do you cherish the time we spend together? I cherish the times when I'm talking and you're <laughs> listening. And... <laughs> Well, <laughs> I think today I want to talk a little bit. Well, tell tell us what, what so we're talking talk about, about. We're talking about films. You wanted to call it bad movie, great soundtrack, but I picked a bunch of good movies. So it's well, yeah, you you have confused me a little bit. Yeah. Once and again, you did a typical Gen Z move and didn't read or listen to the brief. I I made the brief. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to talk about the. Well, I think a better theme would be good movie, great soundtrack. This is going to be a long episode. (laughs) So, we've got one hour to get into this. If you haven't listened to Crack before, you can go onto fbiradio.com, just go on the programs page, Mm -hmm. and you can listen back to all eight episodes of Luke and I bickering. Or it's also on your favorite streaming platform. Yeah, Al won't give us a review on Spotify. So, you can give us a review on Spotify. (laughs) And hopefully we'll keep this show going. So we're going to get into the theme of bad movie, great soundtrack. Pretty good movie, pretty better soundtrack. And we will get into it a little bit. But I wanted to start off with a controversial one. It's a recent film called Saltburn, which I thought was terrible. I thought it was like a D-grade parasite. I thought it was... Yeah, yeah, actually. That's a really good way to put it. It sucked. Yeah, I thought it was like fun and entertaining until like all the people... I mean, not to spoil... Is this going to be I don't think we should get into spoilers, but I'll just say that I thought... I didn't care for any of the characters. I didn't think any of them were particularly interesting. Fair. I didn't think it was much of a social critique, even though it feigned to be one. It's meant to have like concepts of like classism and kind of I, stuff I understand like that. what concepts and themes it was meant to have. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, sorry, I couldn't tell. But it did hide <laughs> behind and covered up a lot of its faults with a really great soundtrack. 
I think the soundtrack was pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, what song did you pick from it? Tell me. Well, I thought it was like a TikTok movie in that certain segments were really beautifully shot yeah. and um, were made for social media. Yeah. Which I don't mind because those types of films really wash over you. Yeah. And there's lots of beautiful people, beautifully shot. And I think the level of engagement makes them almost effortless to watch. Yeah. And, and I actually think this song in particular by Sophie Ellis Baxter, Murder on the Dance Floor, has all of those elements. It has that sugar rush kind yeah. of motion to it where everything's beautiful and it just flows. And So you've chosen Murder on washes, the Dance Floor. It washes over you. Look, yeah. I, I really like Murder on the Dance Floor. I think it's a great song. Great song. I think Bad you, movie. I think on w- brief. Whenever you tr- <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, you know what else isn't hard? Picking something from the last four years that isn't like absolutely lame as fuck. And so now <laughs> we're going to listen to Murder right on the Dance Floor. It's back... <laughs> To number two on the UK dance on the UK charts, I should say. Yeah, it was originally number two when it came out in two thousand and one. So let's get it to number one All somewhere right. some, on the FBI somewhere, charts. Someplace we'll get it as the most played track yeah. on FBI radio. Number one on community radio. <laughs> number one on Alistair's playlist. This is going to be a long hour. <laughs> Here it is. Keep it locked. You're listening to. Don't say keep it locked. <laughs> That's not yours to say, Alistair. You're listening to Cracked. You better not kill the groom, DJ. Gonna burn this goddamn house right down. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. About your kind. And so and so and so and so and so and so and so. That right there was the classic post-grunge, grunge pop, alt-rock, whatever genre you like. It was the track Iris by the band The Goo Goo Dolls. And it was from the film City of Angels. If you're wondering why we are playing... Is that the one with Nicolas Cave and the Bad Seeds? Nicolas Cave and the Bad <laughs> Seeds, a.k.a. Nicolas Cage, Meg Ryan... City of Angels, it was a remake of the Stone Cold classic film by Vim Vendors called Wings of Desire. So it's not Wim Wender. If you're wondering, <laughs> why am I listening to this annoying person called Luke Al's really upset at me. Interrupting me. Al's really angry at me. I disappointed him. It's because this week's theme on Cracked, where we crack open the creative process, is all around bad film great soundtrack and luke decided <laughs> to choose a bunch of songs around a different theme which was great film great soundtrack without telling me that he's changed the theme <sighs> and so here we are i'm really glad i've chosen some very emotional songs I've, i think because I've got it's some, cathartic yeah yeah I think I've got some pretty terrible uh, films that I can also bring up. Unless you count, like, some shit like the Digimon movie. Well, the thing is, with this film, City of Angels, I actually, like, it's a 
good bad movie is in it? the sense that it it pulls your heartstrings in kind of the right ways, but it's just hammy. But like every Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan movie is a bit hammy, mm. and one could say that Iris is definitely a hammy song. Mm. And so there's this thing where you know Nicolas Wait, Cage was like hammy? well Nicolas Cage was like a respected big actor in his day. To, when this came out, was this before he took all, like, the terrible roles? Yeah, so this is in late 90s, 98. Okay. And he was, like, a big actor. I remember when I was a kid, I was like, Nicolas Cage, face off. He's awesome. Yeah. Con Air. Like, he's yeah. an action movie star and he's Ooh. sick. And I remember Con- seeing City of Angels when I was a kid and I was like, ooh, it's, like, really <laughs> intense and emotional. Con Air was okay. It was a classic <laughs> film. But anyway. So, and then... And then his career kind of went on a downturn, but then yeah. there was like a an, an embracing by a new generation. Yeah. Nicholas Cage is this kind of like ironic post-internet artist. Yeah. And it was in the I, unbearable way. And of- I guess this kind of touches on the idea of when we explore the theme of bad movie, great soundtrack, that is actually all just around taste and taste changes as time goes on and perspective is reevaluated. And so I think City of Angels is unfairly maligned as a bad movie <laughs> because it's 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 a good romp of a film. Do you think these films, uh, this sentiment carries through the generations? Well, I, I think it would be seen as if you were to watch it on one of your many dates, <laughs> which Thanks, maybe you should this weekend. <laughs> I think you'd have a good time. Okay, and I think they would have a good time. Yeah. By the end of the night, so, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you, Al. So, I, I'm, I'm looking at the Letterboxd reviews, right? And the most popular review of City of Angels is, I wish I never took recommendations from my mother. And they've given it a one and a half stars out of five. Whoa. I mean, <laughs> but that review says it all. Like, who wouldn't take recommendations from their mother? <laughs> That's like a terrible piece of advice. Do you know what? So the, what do they know? What does Letterboxd know anyway? It's just the new like Rotten Tomatoes. Like, yeah, but screw like, it's Gen Z. Rotten screw Tomatoes, the public better. That's fine. Yeah. And uh, do you know what the third most popular uh, review is? Sure. Iris by the Google Dolls. Just that. Yeah. So that that means we've hit the theme. Yes. Which is good. So what was the second? <laughs> um, I and I'd give you up forever to touch. Uh, I, yeah, and I'd give up forever to touch you. Sad face made out of like six parentheses, because I know that you feel me somehow. Sad face with like seven parentheses. You're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be. Sad face with five more parentheses, and I don't want to go home right now. Sad face with four more parentheses. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> is it poetry? I mean, it is. Like, I think this is really getting into the debate of what is. Agreed. What does bad movie great soundtrack really entail? Yeah, yeah. Well, do you have any other tracks you want to share? Or am I allowed to pull up my set, my B grade recommendations? Your, your, your dog ate my homework. <laughs> Surely. I have one that I think is pretty funny. Well, not pretty funny. So, I was going to talk... Okay, some people appreciate the Fast and the Furious films. Yeah, well, I've heard the fifth one is amazing, but I've never, I've never gotten that far, to be honest. Um, I, I feel like people are trolling me when they're like, the fifth one's incredible. You just got to, like, wait it out. Well, it's all just that the first one was literally just point break, but with cars. 
if you don't know point break is basically the same movie but surfing so it's like there's an undercover cia i agent. know what point break is all right with Ke- it's got keanu reeves I, i've heard of him <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i will say that for, at the time i think they knew they're onto a bit of a a big ticket kind of movie because oh, yeah. point break was moderately successful they just put it into like a cooler more accessible sexy package and then they which gave is, which is cars and hot girls yeah exactly and average looking dudes <laughs> hey we talked about paul walker last week that's true <laughs> i would argue average looking dude he's just symmetrical yeah. being symmetrical is overrated tyrese gibson ludicrous ludicrous is in it Yes. Well, this gets into the soundtrack element, which is a huge component of the Fast and Furious franchise. They got some iconic hip hop legends to make stuff. I mean, the iconic. I mean, this obviously is a bit further down in the soundtrack and stuff. But you got the third movie where they bring in Pharrell, and they do that like you know the this classic like little Tokyo yeah yeah and that yeah and that song sounds like this. Yeah, so they pulled in Pharrell to do the production there. Um, but in the first few soundtracks, they have, like, huge hitters. They got, like, Fat Joe in there. They got Ashanti in there. And, of course, they got Ludacris. Yeah, and Ludacris is in the movie as well. Yeah, of Which course. is a big difference. <laughs> it is, because Ludacris wasn't known as an actor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a very common thing now, like, pseudo-actors becoming actors. I mean, John Cena is now an actor, and he oh, used to man. be a- Don't get me onto wrestling. That's a different episode. <laughs> he also- uh, You know, wrestling. he used to be a rapper as well. <laughs> Luke, just trust me, don't get me onto wrestling. <laughs> I know everything to do with wrestling. <laughs> All right, for now, I'll leave it. I'm going to play a ludicrous track from one of the many Fast and the Furious soundtracks. Mm. It's called Act a Fool. You can't just say Act a Fool. You need Act a f- I don't know. You can say it. You do it. Act a Fool. Right, I anyone, don't know how to go. If anyone gets cancelled, Al's going to get cancelled. <laughs> Here it is. You're the, one, you're the one that didn't do your homework. Why am I getting cancelled? <laughs> uh, here it is. Act a Fool from Ludacris. Too fast. Too furious. I'm too fast for y'all, man. Tell me what you gon' do, act a fool Somebody broke in and cleaned out your crib Boy, what you gon' do? That was the track Hunger by the singular producer Flying Lotus featuring Nikki Ronda. 
and before that we had the synthetic banger derezzed by Daft Punk. And if you're wondering why we've chosen these two tracks here on Cracked, this week's theme is bad film, great soundtrack. And derezzed is off the... Tron Legacy. Is it a reboot? Yeah, so it was a reboot. They it's, it's kind of like a similar it, premise. It he gets still tr- has the Jeff Bridges character in it. But yes, it, I think it's so like... It's, it's not a sequel. Yeah, I think... Yeah, this offshoot re kind of like how they did the Jumanji. Let's shit. call it a relaunch. Yeah, let's not get into Jumanji. <laughs> it's a relaunch. <laughs> and after that, with hunger, I was I went a little bit tricky with this one. Yeah. So this is not f- directly from a soundtrack, mm. but it samples a incredible piece of instrumental music by Johnny Greenwood, who's well known as the guitarist from Radiohead, but mm. he makes a lot of score music and soundtrack and one of his amazing soundtracks from 2011 is for the japanese film norwegian wood so norwegian wood's very like questionable it was originally in a it wasn't originally a book yeah it was okay. originally a book by murakami ah, that's it's the a one. very famous book and i think this might be debatable yes. as to whether this is a bad film but i would put in the category of a bad film with I will posit the argument that the film isn't memorable whatsoever. Yeah. And it is a complete dirge. Yes. Uh, and it's kind of a bit torture porn-, porn. Do you want me to see what Letterbox says? Yeah, sure. <laughs> they gave it a 3.1. Is that good or bad? That's Letterboxd? like a 6.2. It's not bad. Luke is showing me a screen that just doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> this is it's the right ads movie. This is it. the correct movie, right? <laughs> Um, it's your a- icons are huge I can't even get into your desktop right now <laughs> what does Letterboxd have to say so Letterboxd has given a 3.1 is it's it's okay, um, okay. some of the key lines on the re- reviews are a valiant attempt I suppose um, the next biggest one was Murakami sweetie I'm sorry <laughs> wow but Murakami didn't make the movie he wrote yeah, the book it's not as in fault. I think it's such a terrible representation ah, of the movie they're I probably see, saying I like see, I, see. Oh, I feel bad but the thing is like a 3.1 to me is the worst thing possible it's like when something's okay I'd rather it be really bad like City of Angels and yeah you can kind of experience it in a different way over time yeah whereas I would argue that this film from 2011 is still bad. It's okay. Fair. Bad in just like an average way. It's just not worth watching. But the soundtrack is beautiful. So it's just a say, sample a piece from this soundtrack? Yeah. So the sample sounds like this. So it's just beautiful guitar music and it's very different to the rest of Johnny Greenwood's scores. He's made over a dozen at this point and he's probably best known for these kind of discordant strings that feel like they're falling 
and mm. it's 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 very it makes you feel very uneasy is it like a moderate like pitch shift kind of thing well it's because well, it's all not. it's all actual strings so they're not pitch yes. shifting but, but they're, they're kind of sliding up and down yeah. the strings sorry it's very unsettling yeah so that's more so what i was implying i and, recognize it was and there, there is a lot of that on the norwegian wood soundtrack but there mm. are two pieces of guitar that is just him playing solo guitar cool uh, acoustically, which mm. you don't really hear in across any of his soundtrack work or the Radiohead oeuvre. So I think it's a really beautiful piece and I really admire what Flying Lotus did with it. Yeah. I To be fair, Flying Lotus has had their hands in the score game um, quite a lot as of recent, actually. They, they were promoted to score their own anime. I think it was like following in a, a lot of hip hop producers have had that uh, that privilege to be picked up and score an anime as the two kind of speak in conversation, hip hop and anime, mm. as it's seen a lot of influence from both. Um, and yeah, Flying Lotus falling right into well, that. Well, I mean, when we're talking about these two artists with Johnny Greenwood's work on Norwegian Wood and Daft Punk's work on the Tron Legacy score. I think this really taps into a period where really well-known artists are being tapped to create soundtracks. Yeah. And there is much of a selling point to viewers seeing a movie for the first time as who's in the film, who's directing the film. Yeah. Um, like how banging the trailer is, all of that kind of stuff. I do distinctly remember in like 2009, I would have been... 10 yeah um and i mean i guess it's a symbol of how much this kind of stood out but a significant portion of the marketing for tron legacy was darth punk doing the soundtrack yeah and and for example we all played um murder on the dance floor earlier Mm. by sophie ellis baxter and iris by the goo goo dolls though those weren't kind of they're not the selling points of those films yes at all yeah uh, the actors very much are, and yes. the kind of way it's shot, and it looks like this kind of Jacob you know, the story so that I'm into. And he <laughs> definitely is not handsome. He's <laughs> just another symmetrical dude, like Paul Walker was in the Fast and Furious films. What about R. Barry? <laughs> Barry's <laughs> just nah. He's okay. He's a great actor. Yeah, fair, fair. I wouldn't say he's. A, I think he's he's a certain type. Okay, certain people. Yes, is that fair? He's got a pretty face. Yeah, there yeah. you go. A face you can fall in love with. Yeah. So, we're going to continue on this theme of faces that you can fall in love with. Oh, are you going to talk about my face? No, I've got my sunglasses on. <laughs> I, can, I can actually barely see you. <laughs> it's actually pitch black in the studio <laughs> and Al refuses to take I his just, sunglasses I wanna, off. I, I, I want to block out the studio, <laughs> block out Luke from my mind. And we're going to play something very zen and beautiful. And this is definitely going to be a controversial choice Mm. on the theme of bad movie, great soundtrack. And I'm willing to debate it. What is it? It is Blade Runner Blues. Okay. The incredible soundtrack by Vangelis for the original Blade Runner film. So you didn't like the original Blade Runner film? I absolutely love the original Blade Runner film. Yeah. I think it's incredibly problematic, though. In what what what's the problematic aspect? I think Harrison Ford's character is kind of a complete piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, and pretty abusive. Yeah, and yeah. 
I guess you could argue that he's abusive to a robot. Yeah. But the whole film is a discussion around the sentience and humanity of... Uh, yeah of artificial intelligence yeah Yeah. and if they're making that argument and then just abusing this female AI or cloning kind of individual individual then it doesn't feel like much of a commentary on those very exciting interesting themes it just feels like it's they're reinforcing reinforcing the trope that it's and, not, they're not real people. Blah, blah, blah. Without any kind of critique. And I know that's a bit of a heavy interpretation of Blade yeah. Runner. And I really do love Blade Runner. So that's how you've reasoned it being a bad film. Well, I think... <laughs> <laughs> Look. I'll take I've, it. I'll I, take it, Al. I forgot to do my homework. You can I've, bend the I've rules. had... <laughs> I wouldn't say arguments, but just interesting discussions with people. Yeah who don't like Blade Runner. Okay. For and those reasons. Yeah. So, I've been on both sides of the argument. Okay. So, here I'm just voicing an argument that I've... That has been posited to me. Yeah, fair. And I can see their point of view. Mm. And I think it's nice when we can just appreciate other people's perspectives mm. and see their point of view, but vehemently disagree. Yeah, fair. Even if that's a word. <laughs> so look, I think Blade Runner's a great film, but for the intents and purposes of right now, yes, it's a bad just, film. Let's just listen to Blade Runner Blues because it's so beautiful. Okay, here it is, Blade Runner Blues. You're listening to Cracked on FBI Radio. That right there was Pure Synth Heaven by the one and only composer Vangelis. I love Roy Batty Jr. from Blade Runner. I'm sure you do. (laughs) The track is Blade Runner Blues, obviously from Blade Runner. And on Cracked this week where we dissect the creative process on a theme for an hour each week on FBI... We've been exploring the unusual topic of bad movie great soundtrack. And it's particularly unusual because it really messed with my co-host here, Luke's head. Yeah, I did it wrong. He misinterpreted it as great movie great soundtrack. Yeah. Bringing like heaps of positive Gen Z vibes to my millennial angst. It was a disappointing day. I felt useless today. That's okay. We picked it up. I got to say some pretty average ones. I, I talked about The Fast and the Furious. I think that was well, fun. Well, yeah, we got into... <laughs> we went a lot of places. So, we, we played Murder on the Dance Floor and Iris, yeah. which I would say are both tracks that really blow out the films that they're from. Like yeah. That's, yeah. That's the most iconic kind of thing. Yes, that's from, what the film is known for. Yeah, from The City of Angels and... Saltburn more recently. Yeah. And then we kind of got into this zone of an era where something shifted and the composer slash artist featured on the soundtrack becomes a core component of the promotion mm. of the film. Mm. So this is where Daft Punk comes into play, Johnny Greenwood, 
with his score for the niche film Norwegian Wood. And even Too Fast, Too Furious, <laughs> when Ludacris is even acting in the film. And Actor Fool is like the anthem. And I think it will plays obviously throughout the track. Yeah. I think it's like his iconic... Uh, bringing introduction and the fast and the furious franchise is known as much for its music yeah as well as well uh, in combination with the cars and the hot people and all of that it is just a bit of like a capture of the entire cultural zeitgeist that was like american pop culture of 2006 yeah and then we kind of went into more of a classic kind of period with blade runner it's obviously a classic film i i contentious yeah i was being a bit of a troll saying (laughs) that it's a bad movie it's a great film but it's got contentious kind of plot points that i've had many discussion over that have been over way too many drinks Yeah. yeah valid reasons to dismiss it one could say yeah so it's been an interesting genre exploration across bad movie and great soundtrack and we've got two more tracks to play to close out the hour. One of them is very short. It is from the soundtrack Jackie by the British producer Mika Levy, who is an incredible producer. Mm-hmm. And her score here uh, is maybe one of her lesser-known scores. The one that is a real banger of hers is Under the Skin for the sci-fi film featuring... Scarlett Johansson. That film is fantastic. That was well. Yeah, it was well, pretty cool. Really well, this one, this one is um, the follow-up, the follow-up Jackie, which is a film about Jackie Kennedy, and the protagonist is played by Natalie Portman. It is a beautiful film, but similarly to Norwegian Wood, which we were talking about earlier, it's kind of an entirely forgettable film, but the soundtrack is what stays in your mind. So. There's, look, we're just going to play this tiny little intro. It's one minute 30. But the real finale oh. for this episode. So, this is a movie is I complicated. thought was pretty good. And it also has Natalie Portman in it. Um, I really liked it. But then again, the last time I watched it, I was, I think, about seven, oh, man, 17. I hated it. when I was, <laughs> I've seen it once and once only when I was 17 also. <laughs> and if you couldn't tell... By this point, Luke and I have quite an age gap. Yes. Luke is what? 19? <laughs> close, close. Uh, I'm, I'm 24. And I'm 36. <laughs> probably the oldest person on FBI. Nah, this still got Stephen Ferris. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> but this movie, I can see why it's contentious. It also seems to be quite polarizing, even amongst the youth. Um, it's, of course, the movie we are talking about is Garden State. Oh, yeah. And... Zach Braff. <laughs> He's got a nice face. Oh, uh, Florence no, Pugh. Again, just symmetrical. <laughs> Florence Pugh. Um, see something in it. So, it surely has to mean something. Are they together? Mm, I don't know if they still are, but they were for quite some time. <sighs> wow. Yeah, I know, right? And they have a big age gap, so maybe it means something for me and you, Al. I'm married. I'm not spoken <laughs> for, thank you. I'm not the one who's got the dating issues. I don't know. Oh. That is a different episode of Crack. <laughs> Al likes to make one week... <laughs> dissect that but i was quite a fan of the soundtrack of this piece uh of this uh film they decided to include a frou song okay what's frou i only remember the shins being part of this and i'm pretty medium on the so you know imogen heap oh yeah yeah so imogen heap has another project called frou oh yeah with this other producer named guy sixworth 
and they do some really beautiful kind of pseudo ambient but also kind of a bit more up-tempo pop kind of things um and it's gorgeous frufu's I mean, imogen's heap imogen heaps voice just kind of blesses anything it touches i mean i'm trying to imagine this song on the garden state soundtrack because it's so the film is so twee <laughs> and i just can't stand like i'm even thinking about it's made me scrunch up my face <laughs> maybe i need to rewatch this film maybe mm. i need to reconsider it because i mean i uh, watch on your 17 maybe i do but i do think <laughs> we're ending on a positive note yes with this track on an what we can agree to be okay film it's the track from Fru called let go we definitely need to let go because this has been a contentious yeah episode i need some space I. I need some space we need um. some therapy <laughs> you're listening to cracked on fbi radio Excuse me, do 